Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast, episode 147. I'm talking to Amanda Burl. Burl, Burl I said I keep my ass before that, and I'm not sure that I'm saying it correctly. But uh, anyway, but well, first I'll thank my sponsor, Headcheck Health. Headcheck Health, bridge gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League. Eastern Washington University and Volleyball Canada rely on Hedgeck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit hedgehealth.com for more. And now, without further ado, Amanda Burl, I am saying that correctly, aren't I? Amanda Burl? Um, yeah. She will, okay, so because well, she's a mountain, not well, the mountaineer triathlete, mountaineer triathlete, a marathoner, a uh, for a brain, brain injury advocate, she's done a lot of Instagram, but uh, she's a journalist, and uh, most, most importantly, she's a brain injury advocate, which is why we're on here. But on her Twitter, on her Instagram account, which she posts a lot of stuff about brain injury, so definitely check that out. Amanda Burl on Burl on Instagram, and uh, but I was signing a report at hand that was really diverted by the food, she was she's a chef, and uh. <laughs> Vietnamese and their burgers are just man, so hungry. But I'm not that hungry, but I just maybe starving. Anyway, um, so Amanda, can you just talk really well, if I got anything wrong there? And also, why are you so interested in brain and brain injury? Why are you involved in this in the brain awareness month as, as you are? Right on. Um, well, my my primary interest in brain injury is I had to be interested yeah. in it if I was ever going to work myself out of the uh, hole I had dug my, myself into. Um, had to understand the the landscape of the game that I was playing, unknown to myself even for a really long time. Um, I wish that. Oh, I don't wish, but it would be nice if yeah. all I had to do was talk about food and eat food and yeah. share about food because food is my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, but this is a much more important <laughs> mission that I'm on. Um, so, yeah. So essentially for me, I had um, I had a childhood full of sports and, you know, concussions, nothing that really seemed 
to truly and, derail me um, yeah. until what's that? Nothing stood out for us as a major into your childhood. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I carried this, this like, oh, that girl is ADD, ADHD, yeah. like whatever, whatever it was, um, yeah. there weren't really many barriers to um, existing up until I went on my first military deployment. And um, long story short, I had a significant head injury that wasn't really treated like one until down the road. And when I say down the road, I mean over a decade of me navigating problems and trying to figure out why I couldn't read very well and why, you know, driving was so difficult and why I didn't want to be around humans. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going yeah. on with me? Um, and I always joke, like, for better or worse, Thankfully, I had this other injury that led to all this testing and scans. And at that point, everyone was like, oh, shit, you yeah. are brain damaged. And yeah. then I was getting a little more um, a little more help or not recognition in a, in a good way, but more like, OK, this is yeah. this is this is a thing. Um, and so for me, like that decade plus of not really understanding what was going on is very significant because it's like the way I shaped my whole life. <laughs> and then once I found out like, oh my goodness, there's, there's a, a reason behind a lot of this. And, um, you know, I had become very set in certain ways and cognitively inflexible in some ways it provided this opportunity I mean, I had to. I had to uh, either settle for this is how your life is now or go dig up as much information as humanly possible to improve. Wow. So uh, you said you said like a decade, so 10 years ago, or that that's obviously roughly. But uh, would, would you, can you pinpoint the exact moment where you, I'm not say changed, but your, your outlook on life, your perspective was altered? Let's see. Yeah, um, it was a, a bit of a slow burn, but I was on my first military deployment in 2003. And you you were in, in the Navy, right? You were in the you were in yep. the Navy. You were Navy a Navy swimmer. Not, yes, yes. I eventually a, became a rescue swimmer, but yes. um, it was you know nothing nothing fancy. I wasn't yeah. a Navy SEAL or anything yeah. like that. I was an officer on a ship. Yeah. And we had converted our ship to a prison. And it was an interesting time because we were over there when, you know, everything was starting in 2003. Um, but I would say after I had this, this, you know, head injury, minor, seemingly minor, like in my mind, it was more I hurt my neck. Yeah. Um, it was in the months after that, that, of course, hindsight's 2020, but it was hundred thousand things going wrong and it's like when everything goes wrong at the same time it's hard to pick out which one you know okay i can't catch a frisbee i'm not digesting food i'm yeah. coughing and breathing weird like it was so many different things that i would just they're they're happening not like just at seemingly like random times are they 
Right. And, you yeah. know, you're on a military deployment and you're yeah. like a woman working with all men and you don't want to complain all the time yeah. and you're yeah. confused and you're scared. It's just like for me, I, I think I shoved a lot of it down. I don't blame anybody for not figuring this out sooner. Yeah. But it was um, without me understanding anything. Look, 2003 was before head injury and brain injury and concussion got cool. Oh, yeah. Like it was just not a thing was, back. Yeah. Oh, were you in the military as well? No, no. That's from 2003 was when I was injured. I was not in the military. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we were before we were before our time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Half our time, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but you know, it was interesting when I came back from that deployment and went back, tried to go back to normal life things like riding my bike. And it was funny. I was crashing all the time. And then it's been interesting to go back over my old records. I have someone helping me too, because like looking at words still isn't my strong suit, but um, to see how often I complain about crashing my bike and how that starts to spread out. And eventually I'm clearly riding the bike again and I'm only complaining about digestion issues. So it's uh, thankfully there's a pretty good paper trail on me because we've been able to go back and, and see all of these things as they were happening. And that's why I got uh, interested in advocacy though. Even when I was still utterly confused, I was like, Oh my goodness, there's so much that could have been done before that can still be done now. Yeah. And I was noticing that I had been shoved in a lot of groups, like, um, like I don't even know how I would describe it. They were more like, they weren't very motivating. There were these groups where I felt like people were just like, well, this is my diagnosis and I'm screwed. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, and I remember one of them, there was this like pile of Snickers bars on the table. And I'm like, guys, don't eat that crap. <laughs> like, I had like all of like, and no, you can do stuff. Like, I promise. And I just felt like I was not in a position to be an educator of any kind, but maybe in a position to just share what it's like yeah. and share snippets. And that's where, I mean, that's where like the social media comes in. I hardly, oh wait, let me, oh, I was afraid that I would start blowing up. No, you're, you're, um, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. wait, let me, I don't want to look at myself. I'd rather look at you. <laughs> you're prettier than I am. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but so I decided that, yeah, I mean, it was such a weird time. I'll just like give you the full honesty. I was yeah. getting, I was getting so much, maybe attention. I was doing a lot in the travel world and the cooking world and the fitness world. And I would be like on a magazine cover here or there confused as hell, like no idea what's going on in my own life. Yeah. And I was just like, this feels so disingenuous because my only intent in life right now is trying to make it so that I'm not confused all the time. So I think it's it's kind of difficult to to look at my background and, and even even for me, I'm like, what the hell is going on? 
um, there was always this like drive forward. But that's yeah. how I got into the advocacy. It was almost the juxtaposition of, oh, wait, this isn't what it looks like. Uh, but maybe I can show some snippets of what it's like. And that's what I've done. And that's what I continue to do because I'm still working through some things. But you yeah. asked that question. And it was in 2003, it was like, okay, everything's falling apart. And I don't know if this is like mental or physical. I would say the other big aha moment I had on this now 20, it'll be 20 years, this spring journey. Oh, yeah. It was a few months older than me than a few months (laughs) longer. I was August 03. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I think mine was um, May, May ish, late April, early May. Um, It was, it was actually when I did hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So, this was back in late 2020. And I had had, you know, both of my brain injuries already. I had had a slew of concussions and whiplash injuries. And so the big clue with doing hyperbaric oxygen therapy, now medical grade, not this stuff when you sit in like a little cannula blows like half-ass air. Oh, hell no. This is like inside um, a real chamber, 100% oxygen. After a couple days of doing that, brain inflammation went down. I had no idea that I had a problem with chronic brain inflammation on top of everything else. So- I experienced after a couple days of two treatments a day of medical grade hyperbaric oxygen therapy, because I had reduced brain inflammation, I had a little more clarity of thought. And I know you know what this is like, but for anyone else out there, this language really helped me. Anything you can do to help your situation that opens up your bandwidth is valuable. And whether that is keeping the lights low, not eating junk, you know, getting your brain inflammation down, you know, no big deal. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, there is a whole world left for me to discover, because I had even forgotten what it was like to be able to think straight. And I'm not going to pretend I was thinking straight. This is like, what, two and a half years ago now? Yeah, But I was just like, there is there's so much more like my journey isn't done in some ways. I think I'd been going around being like, rah, rah, like I figured it out. And it's like, Oh no, no, there's more. So that was the other big aha moment. But like is often the case when I stopped the hyperbaric oxygen therapy, eventually I had so much gut dysbiosis, you know, like brain vagus nerve digestion that it all came back and that inflammation ended up coming back. So, um, but that was another moment where I was like, there's so much more to this like complex situation that I don't get. There, there's so much, there's, I mean, I know I asked that question, but it's kind of Kind of impossible to answer because there's so much going on with the brain that it's hard to say when, unless you have the, I know, like for me, example, I had a, I had a severe brain injury. I mean, I was knocked out. I was unconscious for, you know, I was in a coma. But, uh, but uh, so I know exactly when it, when it changed. But like, if you're, if you're unsure of it, then it's, and there's so much going on that, that in the brain, then it's hard to really say what happened and when and why. And you can't really relate to I me mean, because, the little parts of your brain affect your emotions, which affect your eating, which affect your your breathing and all this stuff. So it's you know it's it's all over places. I mean, there's no way to tell. But um, you you are the would you you kind of hinted at what you want people to understand. But you can be as a 
stranger, stranger people, it's hard to really explain to people who would have experience it, what you want them to understand. Just, you know, and but uh, but also, but I mean, you've also hinted at, which I think is very important, is the positives that it's not like the life is not over just good, not just because I mean, I know obviously it alters your life big majorly, but I mean, but it's still, there's still a lot you can do, which I mean, you're doing what you what you can do, which is you're able bodied and uh, and just and just being active, you can be active in, in different ways, and so you know, to say like. How would you uh, this attitude of just treating it positively and and uh, maybe hint at what you want people to understand about you and other say other danger people understand about their situation? Yeah, another question, but yeah. Well, I think a takeaway a takeaway from uh, sometimes I feel as though, I mean, every injury is different, whether it's one concussion or 14 high or yeah. brain injury or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do. I know it's unique that I went, you know, so long, not understanding. And yeah. when we did finally have this imaging that, I mean, it, it wasn't just like some QEEG, like I had structural damage in yeah. three areas of my brain. And the not everyone can, has that luxury. Years, they? Yeah, more, I mean, and this was, for years? Sorry. What's that? Aren't recognized for years by your injuries, your structural injuries? Right, right. Yeah, because yeah. when I had the second injury, we knew where I'd smashed my head. We right. knew like yeah. how my eye, my my retina had um, the, uh, ruptured, I guess is the word. There's a hole in my retina. Okay. So we knew the second yeah. injury, like the dynamics of it. So yeah. when I had all this other brain damage, it was like, oh, this is this has been an ongoing thing and like three little bleeds and stuff like that. But, you know, here's what I, I think. You know, back in 2003 or, or whenever, like if I had known that day, this is what transpired, things might have been different. Like maybe I would have been susceptible to people saying, oh, you can't go do this. Oh, you can't you can't ride a bike. Yeah. You can't, you know, and, and I didn't have that. And so even though I had a lot of challenges I I had to go with what I could still do. And this is something I've said before, but I I like the visual. I like visuals. I need visuals. It's like, yeah. okay, what are the things that I can do in my life? And what are the things that I feel like doing? And where do these things overlap? Like I could have gotten a job at McDonald's or something like yeah. that, but I didn't want to do that. I'm sure I could have, yeah. but that's how I ended up pursuing all of these things that interested me as long as I didn't have to get too um, involved in words. And, you know, we'd find out later that there was this whole visual processing issue. Reading and I are not as closely acquainted as we used to be. But, you know, I went to culinary school. I went to journalism school. I went to wine school. I started traveling more. I just started doing what I could. And that is... I mean, that's adapting and that's following your instincts and your intuition. But had I understood the physical changes that had gone in my brain, I don't know that I would have done that. So I think it's, I mean, like, so in hindsight, I could say always pivot towards what interests you and do what you can, yeah. even yeah. even if it doesn't feel like a lot, because yeah. all these little steps I made kind of cluelessly, like, I guess I'll go to culinary school. I couldn't go to law yeah. school anymore. It was just, it all added up 
it's like, oh my gosh, this is actually the person I want. This is who I am. This is, I, I like to explore. I like to travel. I love novelty. I love to taste different things. I love to ask a lot of questions because that's what I need to do to yeah. understand I'm not learning from books. So there is something to say about no matter what, following what interests you. And I'm really glad I did because it, in a way you could say that it was uh, a way to shove down and ignore some of my challenges but in the po the most positive way possible by doing things that interested me and what i'm just say what are and to say what are those things interest you but there are so many there's just i mean there's your your cooking and your mountaineering and your marathoning but also your advocacy so which i mean is the powers of your whole having a bad brain injury, but I mean, but still, what what would you say is your? Do you can you can you can you even pinpoint the one thing that? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's funny because it's like having worked in media in the past. There's yeah. been I don't know. I just feel a lot of pressure on me to pick a lane, pick a lane. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no. I'm <laughs> So, I mean, my, the thing that like just lights me up spiritually is, is novelty and experience and exploring the world through my senses, which would, you know, what I see visually, what I take in, um, you know, just like tastes, so yeah. the way places make me feel. And I, I think that perhaps the whole concept of novelty is extra special to me because that uh, novelty is neuroplasticity at a time when like I wasn't getting any outside help rewiring this thing yeah. the world was helping me do it so maybe that's my special relationship with novelty but I always knew that I wasn't going to be or I had no aspirations to be like let me just stop everything and only talk about brains I have been more about I, maybe this goes back to a military principle, but leading by example, which would be getting to the root causes of problems and finding out about solutions and pursuing those so that I could actually work my way out of the problem and at some point be like this thing that you know I want to talk about it because I want other people to have the outcome that I have. Not because I have nothing else to talk about. And I have gotten to a point now where I thankfully can do these things that I love. Um, it's not as much as, as I would like, but it will be, which yeah. is travel, explore yeah. and experience and push myself physically in um, outdoor situations and share what I learned. There is this like, it's so funny that I ended up getting my master's in journalism because it was always about getting information and then sharing it. And I didn't know that that was not limited to travel and food and like wellness type stuff. It's like, holy crap, this brain adventure I've been on is worth sharing because there's no one place I went that, you know, just fixed me. Or, you know, sometimes people talk yeah. about they do like psychedelics and they're like, oh, my God, yeah. my whole life nothing no yeah. no switches flipped for me like that it has been a culmination of many things that i've done and that's why i wanted to uh, write a book about all of this because it's just 
like I will share exactly what my trajectory was, but point out very clearly where things could have been sped along more. I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm happy with who I am and where my life is, but I, it didn't have to take like almost two decades to yeah. figure it all out. Yeah. <laughs> if you I can save someone in. that time, I'm happy to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, like I mean, you're talking about well, first of all, you're saying you're like novelty and travel. She comes to come to Newfoundland, different than it's it's a bit in Canada, so it's not like really exotic travel for you. But you know, it's it's in different place. But uh, also, um, while you mull you mull that over, um, you you say you've been to you've been to uh like you've gotten the QEG and their EG and at the and different scans at New York and where and just other places across the U.S. And uh, aiming clinics I saw on your Instagram feed, which, but uh, what you say? What have you learned? What do and 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 integrating is the neuroplasticity into your into your explanation. But what have you learned from your scans and from your from seeing what what happened to your brain? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Um, well, so the first thing that comes to mind in the spirit of honesty was when I started getting scans, like the MRI with DTI, um, functional MRI, uh, QEEG. One of the things that was the most shocking to me, and this is like, it, it digs deep, was when I was going around complaining and sharing my symptoms, I stood I was like, this is my experience and I believe it 
stop blaming all of this on my mental state. So one of the most shocking things for me was as I started to gather actual hard data, it was the people around me being like, oh, oh, this is, this is headed, like, this is, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you didn't believe me yeah. until I had the proof? Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and yeah. that's another reason to advocate is like, yeah. believe in yourself. Now, that being said, I have plenty to say on the intersection of where, you know, if you're struggling with an injury, that can become a huge damper on your mental oh, yeah. health. But, um, but so, so that's the first thing I would say is I learned that, holy shit, people don't really believe me unless I wave this in front of their face yeah. and I'm not okay with that. Yeah. Um, but I would say the second thing was there was an element of triangulation I was able to do. So once I had this MRI with DTI, so my right cerebellum, I don't, I don't mind putting this stuff out there because yeah. it's just like the truth Dang. helps. It's and it helps people age. understand. Yeah. So one of the three areas of my brain that was, um, they called it uh, like severe axonal, like 3D shearing, like uh, yeah. an area. Diffuse and like little in there. But okay, now I know these areas and I know where the shearing is. Okay. Can I look at what is the function of that part of the brain? And can I take one of these symptoms that are almost inexplicable to me like why can i dance but i can't learn a dance yet okay. and and then i would look at it and be like okay well the, the cerebellum is involved with what and then i would by then know the right people to go ask and then you know like things i had a lot of executive function issues so it was also a way to like crack open the door in into learning about brain, brain function, different areas of the brain. And um, like, obviously, I would say a place like uh, Cognitive FX in Utah that uses functional MRI. To, so now we don't care as much about structural damage. We care about the blood flow pattern in the brain. Mm. And then we are going to look at that. And then we're going to do exercises to drive blood flow there. Like that was another aha moment when it comes to scans. And I would say also the work I did recently with the um, Amen Clinics, where I did a full evaluation and we looked at the SPECT scans from um, blood perfusion and blood flow very revealing as well because what i always say is it was helpful to get the like the static the the mri structural information okay look now you all can believe me i've got plenty of brain damage now let's put that away let's look at how i am functioning like yeah. how somebody is functioning is what's important i still have plenty of brain damage on imaging and i mean i just had imaging again at the end of last year and it's for me i'm such a on a quest for data, it's like, I'm collecting this to show you, I have come so far in my ability to function and I still have that brain damage. It's because you can work around it. Yeah, no, I mean, cause you're, you're saying that like, just making sure your injury and you know what your injury is, you know yourself and you can show others, but um, brain injury is just so, it's so, I don't know if it's different because I've never had a severe other injury, but I mean, but that means obviously is your brain, which just controls everything. But it's paradoxically it's it's injury, but it's also an opportunity opportunity, which you kind of hinted at. 
opportunity of just knowing, of not even knowing what happened, but and just recognizing your, the world, like everything, just your whole perspective on life changes. And and that may be something that's hard to, because your whole life change, your perspective in life changed gradually over 20 years. And you're, and like, I, I've been 20 years for me as well. So it's hard to really know when my, it's not like right after injury, hey, your your perspective changes. You're still you're still growing. You're still a human being. You're still living your life and and seeing different things and interpreting. It's also it's the way you interpret the world and the way you, everything. And so maybe it's I think time is. I'm kind of talking to myself here, but time is the uh, the real. Unfortunately, because that's not people want to hear people who are just in range of one don't hear that it takes time, but time is. Really, it really does because it provides you opportunity to just look at the world differently and to see to see opportunities differently. And uh, so, I wanted you to just touch on how your opportunities. Obviously, you, you became a tea host and a chef, but uh, so before, just be, be, and I wanted to you know, end on more about what did you do, your chef thing, you're cooking us, I'm engine the whatever the food, but uh, but um, uh, also, but it's. Yeah, how how your brain do you say affected your? I know because you started your your whole journey. Twenty years is hard for you to say exactly how your brain do you affected that. But how did you morph into saying what you said earlier about how you don't want to do this? You want you don't want to work you work here. You want to work here. You want to do this. You want to be a be in TV. You want to do a chef. You want to your. So how would you say your brain your brain do you after seeing the scans? How would you say that has influenced your life? Has changed your um, Well, question. I would say so much. I mean, from from first significant injury to now is almost twenty years. Yeah, I didn't have this good data until like it was like four or five years ago that right. I started to collect this, and you know, it started. This is after anything notable oh like Ironman triathlons and like climbing mountains I actually collected this data the bulk of it after I did the cool like what people would call the cool stuff that I've done yeah so I mean for me it's almost as though it's a blessing that I didn't know because once I knew about this I stopped doing a lot of that to focus on getting better and I've done that and that's great, but I've been going on a lot less adventures recently because it's kind of like the elephant in the room. Oh my gosh, this is what's going on here. Why wouldn't I be spending my time working on this? Because I'm, I'm 43 now I have eggs in the freezer, but I want to have kids. Like I need to, I need to be able to tolerate noise before I have kids. So I'm going to work on that. Um, But I would say another thing that happened with the scans that was really helpful because I had been struggling with reading for so long. I I redesigned my entire life around the fact that I could hardly read. I could read out loud, but I could not get comprehension from what I was reading. So when we found um, when we found that another one of the areas with uh, significant like visible structural damage was my occipital lobe, like where the visual yeah. cortex is. 
And then that's how I ended up at the Mind Eye Institute in Chicago, uh, chasing down like visual visual processing disorder. Um, I don't throw around the words like disorder and syndrome and disability very much, but it's all clues. And what we discovered there was that I had, um, and now this goes back to original injury. I was having so much trouble reading. I essentially, I rewired, I invented a way to read, but it is not an optimal way to read. And I'm kind of stuck in that right now where I, it's, it's really interesting. I try to, I read words and then I try to make a picture and then I add like the next word and I change the picture and it's just a very inefficient way of reading. (laughs) So it's funny because like after getting these scans and then getting all these additional tests, it's like, oh, this is what they call a visual processing disorder. It's like, okay, how much do I want to invest in improving this situation versus just live my life with what I got because I can make it like I've been making it work. And so that's been where I've been the last year and a half is trying to put equal amounts of effort into accepting the situation for what it is and still working to improve this situation because there is this little like competitive and I am my only opponent like you can you can get all of it back Amanda you can get all of it back but it's not worth it for me to spend every waking hour working towards that when there's life to be lived so it's like a lot of it is a balance yeah that's a that's a tough one to get across people that's like you don't spend your whole day whole time thinking about how you can improve whatever that means but uh, you know and uh but so it's about the living life and that's improving so living lifetime is just time keeps going it's like as it must as depressing as you may some people may think that that sounds it's not it's just it's beneficial beneficial thing i can't my speech gets gabbled but uh and uh, it sounds like we're exactly the same age i mean i turned 43 in may may 1st i turned 43 so, uh, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I just did. So we're, we're, both are interested, and we're twenty-three. Yes, we're, yeah, you, we're both yeah. on the same on yeah, the same, same, same trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, when did? Sorry, were you say? Do you want to say something? Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, it's been a significant part of um of my story too, because there's so much that you know people in the world and even friends and family, unless you share, don't see. Um, I had some good slaps across the face, no pun intended, the yeah. last couple, like the last year, I would say, where, you know, some of my doctors were like, okay, you're obsessed. Like you are yeah. obsessed with your quest for knowledge is bordering on obsession. And so I had to, I had to really take a look at myself in that too. But, um, you know, I did a lot of uh, interesting testing just to find out, you know, more. And you don't find out more about yourself. You are reminded about yourself or you always kind of know like who you are. Um, And I am just so motivated by understanding and truth and the beauty world. I get it. It used to be this like I have this information now 
believe me. And now it's like, this is really interesting. And the more I learn, the more I improve. And the more I learn and then talk about it, the more I get to work with people who are interested in helping people improve too. So it is has been this uh, sort of like cycle of the more I've done for myself, the more I've been able to share and, and do for others. But it, this past year, I had to like really dial that back because people who I trusted were and still do were like okay you're obsessed <laughs> so yes. there are there are worse things to be obsessed with than oh, no, self-improvement <laughs> um yeah so did you before we kind of get away from that this whole good this whole branch of thing which is the main purpose that will be the purpose of this podcast but um so you you went to all these clinics across the states and you went you did this is this was not like not something that the doctors were like oh you need to get this scan or this or your visuals you need to have the you need to mind eyes you need their immediate brain scan this is just your kind of journalistic pursuit of of, of knowledge would you say did you say that it kind yeah of on yeah here's how I would describe it um and and of course my experience is unique but i the va system as yeah. uh, you know american military former you know as a veteran was not helpful it no. was the opposite of helpful it was medications it was a heavy, um slant towards the mental health and even right. once i had all the proof that i had brain injury there wasn't anything really being offered and now i don't expect anybody to be my savior uh, however given the nature of the injury itself i did not understand the big picture so i'm trusting like my my one specific va hospital okay you're telling me there's nothing i can do i have to take these meds you know i had the the pots the postural orthostatic tachycardia so like when i'd stand up i'd get lightheaded and pass out which would just perpetuate the the concussion situation you did a, i did a podcast with uh, someone from utah on the lauren zyx the phoenix, uh, phoenix concussion about pots about the mm -hmm. postural orthostatic tachycardia yeah. we did a whole podcast yeah. about that so oh cool yeah yeah, very significant to know about, uh, especially because yeah. I had been in vestibular rehab for way too long. And then it was like, wait a second, this isn't a vestibular. This dizziness is like lightheadedness from the pods. But um, so I, where, what were, where were we going with this? <laughs> I, you know what? I have no idea. We're just, I'm just kind of talking about brain drain. Um, well, yeah. you had said something about Utah or oh, yeah, yeah, Lauren Zyax, Lauren Zyax, Lauren, Lauren Zyax, who was the Phoenix, Phoenix concussion recovery, done a bunch of podcasts, mm -hmm. and she did a we did a visitor presentation at the American Congress of Rehabilitation Medicine with her friend, yeah, uh, uh, Jen, okay. you know, Jenny, Jenna, and we professor right. about this on this, yeah, time. so do you. Yeah, right. You don't yeah. as well. Well, I, I think what we were getting at was this idea of POTS. It, I mean, that can be a difficult yeah. uh, diagnosis 
hate to yeah. use them, were to come by. And so nothing I was doing with the VA system was, putting, it wasn't like I wasn't getting any direction on things that I could maybe improve upon or even what I would call like a, an education surrounding this yeah. stuff. And again, brain injury, there are a lot of uh, potential barriers to normal learning. I need to be sitting down with somebody allowed to ask a bajillion questions. I need visuals in front of me. I don't learn the way I used to, which would be sitting in a lecture right. or um, reading a book. So I couldn't go to go do an undergrad in neuroscience to improve my situation. I needed more hands-on. So when I got out of the BA system and I went to NYU's concussion center, yeah. that was a hundred times better, but it still was a mainstream hospital. Yeah. So I remember now what you were asking was, so basically all this, I call it aftermarket stuff yeah. was of my own, it was my own self-motivation and yeah. just intrinsic motivation to learn more. And it was what was helpful for me. And this is why I am not afraid to talk about this and be completely honest about yeah. it. It's not Good. the most glamorous thing in the world, no. but I talk about not being able to read very well. And then somebody sends me a message um, Dan and he over Instagram and he was like, I go to this place and they've been helping me. And I look up this place and I send them a message and I'm like, oh, and here's my brain scan too. And they're like, holy shit, we can yeah. help you. We're yeah. almost like we're 99.9% .9 sure given that this is like a visual cortex. Like we're called the mind eye Institute. Yeah. And then I go there and lo and behold. So, and then they're the ones who told me about cognitive FX. And then, you know, it's like the more you get into this world. And for me, the more I've tried things that didn't help, but I mean, I, and I would never share that as a, this doesn't work. It's for my specific injury. Um, but it's, so it, all the aftermarket stuff uh, came from more just doing advocacy and talking to other people. And I am well aware that I have a pretty limited ability to take in outside information unless I'm actively engaged in conversation. It's like, no offense, but if we email back and forth, it's almost like not real. If it's only, if it's only, you know, me picking up a book and trying to learn about like functional okay. neurology. No, that's, that's not, there's a certain um, set of things that needs to happen for things to integrate and click in for me. And thankfully my ability to talk and interact uh, enthusiastically with people. I mean, when I first started the hyperbaric oxygen therapy and I was feeling better and more clarity of thought, I mean, the guy who owned this place could not peel me off of him if he tried because all I wanted was like give me information give me information because yeah. I was like this is a clue this is like a direction for me to go so the, for you for example I mean obviously obviously information the more information the better basically but for everybody else just I would say everyone else is just doing drugs to their own injury their own personality their everything life but I mean but the more information the, the better so I think you're frozen there Okay. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you were frozen. You're unfrozen. But yes, oh, I, I was going to say you're frozen. But so, and I'm going to get <laughs> to record this, so you're frozen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So those to say, like those for you, obviously, the more information, the better. For and but for everybody else that may not be, they may not want to, or even be able to, capable of even understanding the less information they're getting. So, or have ever been to share it to people who would who could help them. But uh, I would say definitely 
the I'm not sure what I'm gonna say, but the more information you can't get, the better about your injury, whether it's scans or not. But uh, I want to ask you, you're back in, I assume you're still back in Mountain Time, so probably back in Utah, which I don't know if you're back in, but Mountain Time, so you're, because you were in New York on Thursday. We're going to do a podcast on Thursday. It's now Saturday. Um, and you're back in Mountain Time now. And uh, yeah. so so Utah, probably? Um, um, yeah, I'm back in Mountain Time now. I am in Idaho. So I have been living in New York City since, well, like technically 2013. I like moved abroad for a while. Oh, yes. yes. People with lots of head injuries do very interesting things sometimes and very impulsive things. (laughs) (laughs) Like move abroad. Um, um, so I, yeah, uh, New York is where I still have um, roots because I, I, I still have a lot of medical stuff going on. Yeah. But my entire heart is in Idaho. Okay. So that's kind of, not to say where you're from, maybe in Idaho is not really, wouldn't really think of the two things yet. But I have a good friend here who's a sailor, sailor from Manitoba. And I would never have thought that. But apparently it's like if there's lots of lakes, so, but it's in the middle of the country. Yeah. And- but anyway, it's weird. Um, but uh, let's <laughs> say you're you're uh, you were saying now you're kind of even back. You took a step away from adventuring or from either doing triathlon or mountaineering or hiking or running or whatever. But um, that's what I mean. But um, would you are you going to plan to get back into it or get back in anything that's say adventure? Say, yeah. say you're being a chef, which I saw those Instagram pictures of the all the Vietnamese pictures. Vietnamese food and the burger near city looks man, looks so good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you plan to do? Get back. You said you got nodded there. Came back into yeah. yeah. Everything is so I'm I'm so much more chill and fluid than I used to be. So two years ago in Idaho, I was skiing and I broke my leg, uh-huh. and that was interesting because one of my coping mechanisms for like sympathetic overdrive. I broke my is, leg. That was interesting. <laughs> Good take. Um, well, but it grounded me in a way that I had to cancel some adventures. <laughs> and I, you another one. <laughs> like literally yeah it takes it takes like big forces to get me to stay still um but it was good because i learned a lot in recovering from that that oh wow i put i put disproportional like amount into my ability to exercise and what is this you know it's healthy to exercise like yeah. blood flow to the head's always a good thing yeah. um but I, it it was really interesting because it helped me see it in many ways. I was using some of my activities like exercise and adventures and travel and cooking as a way to avoid some of the the thoughts and feelings that were coming. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, last year I had double knee surgery. And so these were very organic um, reasons to not be as into the adventure. But another thing that I realized and this might be helpful for other people out there. Like my nervous system is, is, was extremely destabilized. And so what I didn't understand were these little like whiplash injuries I would get. And then it was actually going through knee surgery last year. I went away from that surgery concussed and nobody stitched me in the head while I was in surgery 
Um, a couple of weeks later, I had all this testing. I wasn't feeling well. And they were like, my pupils, like everything, they were like, oh my gosh, like you're concussed. I had to go back through vision and vestibular therapy. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if it was the anesthesia effects on my nervous system or if it was the way when I got incubated for the anesthesia, if it, because I have a very sensitive um, neck brain stem, you know, I had spine surgery, all of yeah. this stuff, but it was like, so last year I, for the first time, which sounds ridiculous because it's been a 20 year adventure. I became so aware of how important it was for me to protect my head and my neck that um, I was was like, okay, I need to spend some time with no injury whatsoever, no surgery, no whiplash, no anything. And so this past year was this year of, it was almost like, you know, adventure light. I went to the Alps and I hiked for like two straight weeks. There was no ice axe. There was no, you know, nothing like that. And I think it's been very beneficial because I haven't put myself at risk for for injury. And now that being said, am I alpine skiing this season? Yes. Am I doing crazy black diamond stuff? No. Yeah. And I have had no falls or anything like that. I think it was because you, you were mentioning time. You know, we always get back to the point yeah. um, that it has been this year of taking it really easy and just giving myself the space to experience more and learn more and start to conceptualize what what does work look like for me moving forward what is it that I truly want and it is it is time and I would also add because I always have something to add that in addition to time with head injury when your nervous system gets destabilized and I mean mine has been destabilized for a very long time it takes time for that to to go back to its optimum place. My body still has this, Ooh, don't, don't hurt me thing going on. Yeah. And I, I recognize just the way I am and the way I move and the way I react to things. And so just allowing time and peace and um, rest, both emotional and physical has been really beneficial. Now, three years ago, I was still that person with like, give me something to smash. And I'd be like, I'll rest when I'm dead. But now yeah. I'm all about the rest. <laughs> yeah, the rest is rest. I'm underrated for sure. I love, I love good rest. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm active too, but I'm not as active as you, but I'm active and sleeping and just resting. Just running. I'm just sleep, but sleeping is great. But I mean, just take it easy. Just come for a, a easy walk or like, it's like, and know the height, I know the opposite, not an easy hike, but you can take us to look at I was just going to say, I read on your Instagram page or your picture of you and all these things, slow is fast, fast is slow, and it's just like, or smooth, smooth, smooth is, smooth is fast. Slow is smooth, yeah. smooth is fast. And it's just that. Oldie but a goodie. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a good one. And uh, so I would definitely, I mean, that's a very important point just to, don't be afraid. I know. I know. We'll say people say all the time that you know, rehab is so hard, and you got to put the effort in and all this stuff, and you do. But you can also have to tell yourself not to say to yourself, but like take care of yourself and just take it slow and take it smooth and take it rest when you need to and rest. Rest is like I said, just said underrated. But uh, you know, um, so I would also recommend everyone please check out Amanda. Burl, B-U-R-R-I-L-L. 
her Instagram page and her on Naturals. But uh, you always tell you're writing a book, so do you want to tell us about that or your yeah. or digesting the in the offing? Yeah. Um, so it's it's funny. The book had to keep changing because I kept essentially living out a yeah. better ending than I could have ever imagined. Um, but yeah, I I for a while had been grappling. You know, as a journalist, I can write shorter articles, but I was like, how am I going to tell this story? It being that like linear thought, and it was it was it was really confusing for a while because I had a, a a handful of people off for ghostwrite my book, but I didn't want a ghostwriter because I didn't want to pretend that I sat still and wrote yeah. a book. Like, come on, that's yeah. exactly the thing yeah. that I'm not able to do. <laughs> so um, it, it took meeting the right person. And um, so I, I guess I would say I'm the author of the book and I have a co-writer and, you know, I found a literary agent and stuff like that. Mm. The book is for me, at first, I used to think of it as I just want to put all this shit behind me, but yeah. I also want to help people and I want to inspire people. And this will be like me dropping the microphone and walking away. You find me climbing mountains in Scotland or something like that. Yeah. And I don't see it like that anymore. I see it as um, one, this is a really great way to advocate by sharing like my story and sharing what helped because so much has helped in, you know, this world of aftermarket yeah. um, brain stuff yeah. and sharing that my experience is also very therapeutic for me. I have not, I don't put much effort into like what I share on social media or anything like that. It's literally, I'm like so many people's worst nightmare when like trying to monetize me. I'm like, no, I don't like, I don't give a crap about that book first everything else later okay. um and so what i really want to do is and i it's almost in honor of myself but it also everybody else out there i want to and i will show what it's like and i like the analogy because i love cold weather <laughs> and i love the snow but we have found a, a, a really great way to explain what it's like inside the snow globe but not ever accept that you're inside of it and never be resigned that you can't find your way out right. and i think that's really um the most important lesson that i've learned over time i remember the first time i heard that phrase acceptance without resignation um and i remember you know sitting in some of these groups where I, I couldn't, I, I speak more in energy terms now, but what I was feeling in these groups with everyone else's resignation. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for anybody else. So yeah, the book will be, I mean, look, I've had some, I have a lots of exciting tales of like skipping around the world and tasting lots of yummy things and interesting people, but it's all been adaptation and guided by or you know like situations I found myself in I always say when I had this first head injury the first significant one I was married I was uh, my plan was to go to law school and be an antiquities lawyer I essentially wanted to be head counsel for uh, like Met or some some fancy museum like that I loved archaeology yeah. I'd probably be like an avid hiker 
Um, And I'd probably have like four or five kids now. And that's not the way life turned out. But, you know, it's it's that is maybe a happy accident, even that I made a lot of choices that make for an exciting life. But the biggest the most important thing is, I think, like learning to accept a situation for what it is, but not be resigned that you can't make it better. I think I think I think it's so true. I mean, acceptance is such a big part of getting not getting not getting getting over, but acceptance is such a big part of brain drain. Just it, just moving moving forward, moving like taking taking time to just realize that life is life goes on, but that you want to resign yourself to it or accept it or what. But I mean, acceptance acceptance is not giving up, and that's something that's been kind of beaten in everybody that acceptance means if you say that you're giving up here it's not that's not what acceptance means and uh, i think that's very important so uh so yes thank you thank you and also before i before i say that you uh name will well actually two things then the name of your book if you have one or if you have a date that you think it may be released but also and also what is your favorite of all the food, not just not just food you food you showed on your your giant feed, but of all the food, everything you you cook because you're a chef. Of all the things you cook, what's your favorite? Hey, see how I light up when you say food. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um. Okay, so as far as the book goes, I what a fun opportunity to just be transparent. I signed a bunch of contracts I shouldn't have in the last year and a half. So I can't really talk about it that much. Um, But uh, I would say in the next year, it will, uh, it will be a thing. I'm sure it'll be on your page. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll so people like, I'll follow share her. what I can. <laughs> yeah. I call it the Amanda tax when I go around like signing documents and misunderstanding situations or, you know, spending oh. thousands of dollars in places I shouldn't have. <laughs> more, more importantly, though, your favorite your favorite meal that you, either you cook or your mom cooks or you've had cooked for you. Oh, oh, you just hit me in another place. Okay. that Or that my mom cooks. Okay. So I'll give you two. For yes, me yes. Don't, don't, don't be shy of that. I I love and look when I was in culinary school I went to French culinary school and I was so grateful to learn these techniques and like butchery and fabrication and like how to make stock and broth and all that jazz at the end of the day I am simple I want a piece of meat (laughs) I want a fatty (laughs) piece of meat and uh everything else is secondary yeah. to the meat so my favorite thing What's my favorite thing is a, a like a ribeye like a fatty a fatty ribeye i just like I, in a second um as far as there's I no there's no limit there's, there's no limit right wherever you want so don't don't feel right. limited in your choices I, I, for as complex a human being as I am, I just want a ribeye. Like I want a bone in ribeye. And then if I'm home though, my mom is from Vietnam and she makes amazing food. Yes. That would be, I I want a bowl of pho and I want a half a banh mi sandwich on the side. I want like, that's, that's my soup and sandwich is the banh mi with the, the pho. Um, And yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. Okay, well, that's mean. I mean, because the the pictures on your 
is but there's a father, there's a on well there's the burger, but that's a different picture, but there's the, the father, there are the there's three bowls, but I only saw I only know the is there a sandwich or a bomb meat there on your Yeah, um, oh oh maybe a while back. I just spent yeah, some time with my mom just... where we did we ate a lot, but I don't think I had I don't think I had a sandwich. Although just today I posted the sandwich I ate yesterday. Oh, which no. is like a big egg. Like oh, yeah, that one, yeah. Drippy so yolk everywhere. <laughs> oh man. That is that was that in Idaho or is that New York? No, I was I was in New York. I just got oh. back. I, I just got back to Idaho, just oh, tuning well. into. I mean, hello, I got into my flannel. I'm I'm oh, back in thank, Idaho. <laughs> thank you. Yes, Jerry, that's a good point. Good point, Jerry. Finally, yeah, yeah, like the <laughs> uniform for Idaho, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so thank you so much for uh, for doing this. And uh, geez, we've talked for over an hour now, and uh, seems like I mean, it's uh, I mean, we're, both, we're the same age. We both had brain injuries twenty years ago. We're like, there's just so much that we can. I can ask you about and be interested in but uh yes now thank you so much for doing this podcast and uh like I said I hope it'll be out Tuesday so people listening it's out now as you're listening to it so but uh <laughs> you know thanks thanks so much so uh and I was hopefully have a new one another out the next week so but uh right now Amanda Burl uh just follow her on Instagram is at Amanda I just I follow her so I'm not sure what the old what her what her at thing is on Instagram but type in Amanda Burl and uh blue checking her <laughs> E-U-R-R-I-L and uh and yeah and uh I'm and also people should you should uh either your website or your or your exam or Facebook or whatever. Or yeah, whatever. Instagram's fine. I mean, once I, mm-hmm. I launch, I have a website. Once I relaunch that, once the book is like, I'll mm-hmm. share all that on Instagram. I'm not yeah. like super into self-promotion right now. So. No, no, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, but uh, definitely follow her on that. So at least you will get some notification when she's allowed to talk about her book, when the book comes out, when she's, when the, when there's actual title and just, and Amanda can actually talk about it. But uh, for now, but for now, thank you so much, Amanda, and thank everyone for listening. Thanks for having me. Oh. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.